Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Ascension Providence, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Marineland Boating Center, Myatt Fuels, Texas Sports Hall of Fame, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Oh, it is Matt Mosley, and we are pleased to be with you today. On uh, been a great weekend of uh, Baylor activities, baseball with a couple of big wins, and then of course basketball, men's and women's teams get the clinching games. I was in uh, town to get to see those, and man, the the men's game was uh, kind of wild. That twenty nine to four lead, you're just thinking it's just going to be a complete romp, and Sure enough, Iowa State fought its way back in that game. Very impressed with Iowa State and its coach. Fans, a few of the uh, Cyclone fans showed up to, uh, and, and I tell you what, I was really impressed with Aaron Sexton alongside, as always, as we get going here at four o'clock. Appreciate John Morris, the John Morris Show, bringing it right on in. Of course, John and I will be headed to Kansas City, and that's going to be. Um, that's going to be a lot of fun. Our coverage, we've got unbelievable sponsors, and we're going to be making the trip to uh, to Kansas City, doing our thing there, and uh, been talking to everybody, kind of trying to get my plan together because I want to cover the Baylor men and women, so i got to kind of get my schedule the way it needs to be. I need to be at the right place at the right time. I need to know exactly, uh, you know, I feel like, Aaron, I know this will shock you, Probably on a day-to-day basis, John Morris has his days and even weeks planned out a little better than I do. I mean, I, I don't I don't want that to surprise you, but um, I would say even if you just kind of look at how John dresses, there's a little more order to his life, and um, I bet he has a very clean interior of his car at all times. And um, Tacker one time told me, one of our sales associates here, and he said, oh, you can judge a man by how he keeps his car. I looked around, I thought, oh, gosh, oh, gosh, Terry, things are looking a little uh, askew here. I like to kind of live out of my uh, vehicle, and so I, I have a few things in it at all times, and uh, including many tennis rackets, lots of sp- different sports that I could play at any given moment, and I like to kind of load up and have all that in the back. And that's uh, it's just kind of how it's been for quite a few years now. I'd like to change, but I'm, it's almost getting too late to to change these kinds of activities. So the that scene Saturday, the what I wanted to praise Aaron is the student section. I I thought the students they were you know out on spring break, they would all head out of town. The, not only the, was the band there, maybe the band was required to be there. I don't know. They did a nice job. But the rest of the student area was great. I mean, it was just, and again, I've lived through being at Baylor for a spring break. You get out on Thursday or Friday, whenever it is, and you split town. You get out of town. I mean, you're not, I love Waco, but you weren't, you know, we weren't trying to stay around there. And um, the students were great. There was a bunch of them. 
And they were doing a whole thing where they were swaying back and forth. And the Bears got that championship. And it was uh, it was it was nice. Now, too close for comfort. Aaron, that thing was 58 to 56. 58 to 56, Iowa State took a lead with about five minutes left. And Baylor could not, Baylor went through a stretch, and this happens too often to this team, where they could not, they couldn't get either a decent look or they couldn't get anything to fall. Matt Meyer started out hot in this game. He did not finish that way. It just, it was, uh, you were kind of wondering, okay, where's the scoring going to come from in this game? And, of course, Akinjo stepped up and made it happen. And he scored well, at least 20 in that game. And I thought he did a fine job. I just thought the, I thought they, uh, at the you know, Kendall worked hard on the glass. I thought Kendall and Sohan played well. I mean, Kendall goes back and forth between being, getting more and more confident shooting the three to where he hates being left open out there because it kind of freaks him out a little bit. So I've seen both. I hope at the conference tournament and the NCAA tournament, we see the guy that steps into it with complete confidence. Now, we know Sohan does. And so that uh, he's, he's pretty comfortable. That doesn't mean he's going to make it all the time, but he's pretty comfortable at this point shooting the three. Kendall... It comes and goes his confidence level. What doesn't come and go is Kendall's got a nice little kind of a 10-foot, maybe 12, 13-foot push shot that he has just inside the free throw line, and he's knocking that down, and I really like to see it. They're finding him in there. He's so big. He's got so much athleticism. He's hard for anybody to keep up with. Now, they did a decent job on Flagler. Uh, Flagler ended up doing okay in the scoring department, but it kind of it took him till late. And of course, he hit a big three late in that game. But uh, Aaron, I I was really fe- starting to feel worried about the fact that we had all gathered for a Big Twelve championship celebration and some of the post game senior day comments. And I thought we were going to get one of those awkward Duke type deals. Or, you know, if you saw what happened with Duke the other night, Coach K had to address the crowd after losing. And, and man, he was, he, was, he was embarrassed about it. And he let everybody know it. Aaron, did, were, how worried were you? Because, I mean, I, five minutes left, Iowa State took a lead. And that was shocking given, the, given how far they were down in that game. I was very worried, yeah. Um, you know, they jump out to the big lead. I think it was up to 25 at one point. And then they go into halftime, they had cut it to 10, but you're thinking, yeah, you know, they'll come, come out in the second half, make some adjustments to what Iowa State adjusted to late, and they'll be fine. They'll extend the lead. That didn't happen. As you said, Iowa State came all the way back and actually took a lead at one point. Um, but Baylor was able to fight through it, get the lead back, and, and hold on for a win. I think the play of the game pretty obviously was James Akinjo hitting that three and then an away-from-the-ball foul after or right as the shot was, you know, going through the net, which gave Baylor the ball after the three points and gave them a five-point play when the game was tied. And I think there was probably about, I don't know, three and a half, four minutes left when that happened. Yeah, yeah, they they did go from, when they were down by two, they jumped up 
They jumped back up by five at the point you're talking about, and that was uh, that was enormous. There was lots of emotion in the building. Uh, Flo Thamba got to uh, uh, be with his sister this weekend, this past weekend, for the first time in ten years, and then it was all kind of let out after the season, after the uh, game the other day, with the whole post game uh, celebration. It was fun. I got to kind of walk around the court. I had my daughter with me in town, got to see Scott after the game, give give him a big hug. I don't know if that was the bit most journalistic thing I've ever done, Aaron, but my gosh, you know, Scott was excited. Am I going to am I going to not, you know, like, "Hey, Scott, we can't hug here." I did give him a big hug, introduced him to my daughter, and uh and that was kind of uh that was kind of cool, and so my 14-year-old daughter got to uh take in the game with me, and then we just kind of strolled around and everybody was uh, – I kind of wanted to make sure because I have a way of, of seemingly getting in trouble on a weekly basis from the media, some of my activities. So I was looking around to make sure that I wasn't like the only media person milling around the court after the game because I thought if anybody's going to get in trouble, it's going to be me. But Jack Allen from uh, our our local – which one is Jack? Is that Fox or ABC? Jack. Anyway, Jack was running around down there, and uh, so I felt better, felt better about things. Jack was uh, was in charge, and then uh, Nikki was on the court. So a lot of the media was running around, but but basically everybody from the stands came down and got to be on the court, and the security kind of relaxed and just let everybody hang out. It was like a uh, kind of like a we used to kind of have a church kind of on the grounds or picnic on the grounds we called it after church, and that's what it kind of felt like, especially since there was a prayer involved, a post-game prayer. And then what I love is Baylor's got no shortage, Aaron, of like people like J-Mo or, and of course he was doing a radio on ESPN Central Texas, but even when Derek's doing all his broadcasting stuff, there's a great, I, I can't even remember who does the PA for basketball, but does a great job. There's plenty of people to like be the MC of the post game, but as only Scott could, he just grabs the he grabs the 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 PA mic on the side and kind of does his whole addresses the crowd, and then he and then he got up there on the stage and and one by one introduced the seniors so that they could um, say a word or two, and then of course the one more year chance came out. I think Akinjo, I don't even I don't even know we, we I mean I know some of these guys get an extra year. I didn't even I'm not sure with Akinjo if he even has another year, but they were giving him the one more year. They were giving Meyer the one more year. Meyer said the other day there's a 98% chance he's leaving. So I think Meyer's gone and then uh Flo. Now I Flo is an interesting one because I think Flo will have a chance to play uh, keep playing basketball, but there is some thought that Flo could come back next year as one of the best big men in the Big 12. Like, that's the trajectory he's on. I mean, he's become more and more, if he continues to work on his offensive game and and expands it a little bit, he's already got, he's got good hands, he's become a tremendous rebounder, a great shot blocker. There's a chance Flo could come back and be a dominant player in the Big 12 next season. So I would say out of all those guys, I think we're going to lose um, – what, what was the redheaded guy that uh, is a walk-on? 
Mitchell Paul, is that is that his? Yeah, I like that guy, too. He gave a nice speech. His mom was there to celebrate with him and gave her a shout-out. The whole thing was well done, and I, I enjoyed it. And then they finally kind of hustled uh, Scott in because he needed to do his post-game activities. And then kudos to TJ. Aaron, how do we say his name? Otts? No, uh, they they call it, they kind of call him Otts, Coach Otts. So that that's what we'll call him, O T Z. Man, that dude led a spirited comeback for Iowa State, and he believes in the tight golf shirt. He looks like a personal trainer, very athletic, uh, very fit, and he just, I I I believe in this guy. I mean, they they took a team that won like two or three games total yet last year, and they won twenty games. And went seven and eleven in this conference. T.J. Otzenfelder or something like that. He that guy can flat out get it done. So I'm uh, I'm uh, I'm a fan of his. And then Aaron, you uh, participated in the uh, the women's. We were well represented at all the places. And then uh, I think I think uh, Tom even made his way to check on the Bears at the Minute Maid at, at baseball. So we had every sport covered. And baseball won two out of three, had a huge win last night over LSU late. And so that was a lot of fun to watch and try to keep up with. But, Aaron, what was the um, – tell me about the women's crowd and, and what that whole scene was like. Was that um, – looked like you had pretty good seats, which I'm always happy to see. And what was the uh, – how was that atmosphere? It was great. Um, I was hoping it would be a few more people there. It wasn't a bad crowd, but it wasn't – you know, clinching a Big 12 championship crowd, but I think a lot of that has to do with spring break. Um, but the student section actually was there and uh, very loud, as they usually are. But it was it was really great. After the close game that the Baylor men had the, night, the day before, I was kind of hoping for a blowout. <laughs> I just wanted to see them dominate and then watch the uh, post-game you know, celebration and the presenting of the trophy, and that's exactly what happened. That game was never in doubt. They got off uh, on a uh, nice run to start the game and never looked back, and uh, the game was never close. Yeah, and Nelissa did what Nelissa – I mean, it's crazy. Some of the numbers she's putting up as we get later in the year, 35 in this game. She's coming off uh, another game where she had 20 rebounds. I mean, it's uh, the the level of dominance – is pretty amazing, and I do want to add that the women moved up one spot to number four. Men held steady at number three. Aaron, I'm sure you'll probably cover a little bit of that in the uh, in our Campus Confidential today, but uh, I did want to note that, that the men, uh, the men held steady at number three, and the women moved up from five to four, and that should solidify uh, a, a number one seed trying to think uh, I thought that was interesting Aaron on the um, on the I was looking at the men's top three and I thought that was interesting Gonzaga with Mark Few number one number two is Arizona who hired the Gonzaga longtime assistant coach they're number two in the country and Baylor's number three and guess who's from Gonzaga on the Baylor staff Aaron none other than our buddy John Jacus who comes on with us quite a bit. Got a great relationship. We love uh, Coach Tang and, and uh, obviously Scott, but uh, that's been for many, many years. But Coach Tang and, and John Jacobs, just tremendous friends of the show, great supporters 
of of us and, and what we do, and we just cannot thank them enough. But John Jacobs, who coached at Gonzaga, now at Baylor, now actually went from Baylor to Gonzaga back to Baylor. So I, I thought that was interesting, Aaron. Top three in the country all have Gonzaga ties. You you, you feel like uh, you, you're seeing a trend there. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty uh, pretty good stuff for uh, – for the Zags, as we like to call them. All right, we've got um, we've got stuff happening as we as we speak, Aaron. We've got to five o'clock. The great Pat Nunley, who was honored the other day. Oh my gosh, he's been on the mic now for four decades. He was with Frank Fallon. I mean, I I, I guess technically he was he got on the mic even before John did. I mean, he and John Morris have been connected at the hip for many many years. But we, we celebrated him. It's, I mean, it, it's been and it, had a big, uh, huge cheer went up, ovation the other day in Saturday's game for Pat Nunley. And so I thought it'd be fun to get him on today. Pat will be on with us at 5 o'clock. And, of course, he's got all sorts of corporate stuff that he has to do. So we're just happy to get a hold of Pat. And uh, that just happened, Aaron, as we were uh, uh, discussing things there. Next, though little historical thing for you. I think you'll enjoy this. The uh, longtime associate commissioner of the Big 12 for men's basketball is uh, recently retired, but he presided over uh, 16 of these Big 12, uh, these Big 12 tournaments, men's tournaments, and we're going to be there, by the way. We're headed out. John and I are headed out, and we're very excited. ESPN Central Texas will be in Kansas City for the Big 12 tournament, men's and women's. In fact, I'll be doing, trying to do both, and, uh, but it's going to be so exciting. Next, we have John Underwood, longtime associate commissioner of the Big 12. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Clear to partly cloudy skies tonight with lows falling to around 33 degrees. Tomorrow, an upper-level system moves through, and that'll give us mostly cloudy skies with a 50% chance of scattered showers. There could be a little sleet mixed in, especially from Waco, Temple, and Colleen to the northwest with highs only in the 40s. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Recently on the John Moore Show. Chris Level, our guest, Texas Tech Sports Network. Has this year been, seems like, more of a meat grinder than we've ever had in the Big 12? A thousand percent. Yeah, I, I feel like the referees aren't calling as many fouls. I feel like every night is a rock fight because I think teams are struggling to score it, 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 because the defenses are so good. John Moore's weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. John Morris here telling you all about my friends at Marineland Boating Center, home of Crest Pontoon Boats and Yamaha Outboards. They have boats in stock for immediate delivery. Enjoy days of fishing and family boating fun from Crest Pontoons, powered by Yamaha Outboard Motors. Only at Marineland Boating Center, I-35 at Loop 340 South, or on the web at MarinelandWacoYamaha.com. 
Ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas's premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfy clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. The Big 12 Shootaround, weekdays at 5.50 on ESPN Central Texas. Central Texas horse enthusiasts find a large selection of saddles at Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond. They feature new and used saddles from names like Billy Cook and Cactus. Plus, they have a large selection of children's saddles. Trade-ins are welcome and financing is available. Apply today by texting 16118-222462. You'll enjoy one-on-one customer service at the world's best western store, Appaloosa Trading Post and Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco, and on Facebook. Tax season brings a lot of uncertainty for everyone, but especially for investors. I'm Joe Kaleo of the Kaleo Wealth Management Group. We can help you navigate the complexities of tax laws and build a financial portfolio that withstands change no matter what the season. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weich with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Green Bay Packers have made a huge long-term contract offer to Aaron Rodgers that would alter the quarterback market going forward. Dallas Mavericks host Portland tonight. Dip is at 7.30. Baylor Baseball took two or three games in the Shriners Classic in Houston over the weekend. For the third consecutive year, Scott Drew was named Big 12 Coach of the Year. Big 12 tournament is set. Number three, Baylor is the two seed and will open with OU on Thursday in Kansas City. Number five, Baylor women are the one seed and will face the winner of Texas Tech and Oklahoma State. Those two play on Thursday. UMHB men's basketball are in the Sweet 16 in the NCAA Division III tournament and will face Case Western Reserve in Cleveland on Friday with a tip at 7. UMHB women are also in the Sweet 16. will match up with Transylvania on Friday in Lexington, Kentucky. Tip is at 5.30. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Matt Mosley, Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Getting you ready for our trip to the Big 12 tournament in Kansas City, men's and women's. I'll be going back and forth between both. And uh, the man who was uh, presided over the Big 12 men's tournament and uh, men's basketball as a whole for many, many years in the Big 12, John Underwood, and my longtime friend from the Dallas-Fort Worth area, is joining us now, and uh, John, it is. Uh, it's been a. Uh, it's been a wild uh, couple of years. Was there part of you? Now, John stepped away. Uh, finally re- retired, and uh, they still miss him. Have tried to get him to consult and all that kind of thing. When when all this pandemic craziness was happening, and they called off that tournament, John, was there? Were you pretty happy? You had uh, you had decided to walk away. You know, Matt. Uh, good <laughs> afternoon. Uh, Hi. I've thought I've thought about it many times, and uh, it was the right time for me. And you're correct. The last three years have been uh, been a, a wild ride 
congratulations to the Baylor Bears men's and women's basketball programs and to Scott Drew for being coach of the year. Uh, I haven't seen the results of the women's, but I'm sure your coach would probably be coach of the year also. Well, it's uh, it's been a really uh, uh, great year for both of those, and it's fun to think about all these years, the Big 12 uh, tournament. Now, John, for people that don't know, you go back to the SWC tournament and uh, played for Shelby Metcalf. You are an Aggie, and uh, and then you saw those Aggies decide to leave us, and that had to be a, a really uh, interesting moment for you, especially being uh, uh, you know a executive in the Big Twelve at the time. Those SWC tournaments, John, were uh, you coached in them, you played in them. Those were knockdown, dragout affairs. Now we shut down the Irwin Center, as you well know, the other night. But I guess no, it's, in, it, it, it's interesting, Matt, talk, talking yeah. about the Irwin Center. Yeah, uh, I I was the head coach at Navarre Junior College, and uh, I went to Oklahoma as an assistant in 1976. And the year before, Texas had opened up the Lloyd Noble Center in '75, and we played at Gregory Gym in '76. And then the Oklahoma Sooners went back to Texas and opened up the Frank Irwin Center in 77. You know, so we played Texas back-to-back when we were at Oklahoma. But I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I wanted to tell you about that, yeah. That's fascinating. What did you think of the – and you've obviously been to some of those boys and girls state championships over the years that were played at the drum. Was that a uh, mesmerizing – the first time you stepped in there, what were your initial thoughts of the Frank Irwin Center? You know – big 16,000 seats uh you know it was special at the time but now these arenas uh seem to be built uh with smaller attendance opportunities just to create an atmosphere where fans are right on top of you both Lloyd Noble and the Frank Irwin Center really the fans were away from you they weren't on top of you like Barnhill uh at uh, Arkansas or Allen Fieldhouse you know, we talk about great arenas. Uh, Ahern Fieldhouse at Kansas State was as good a place and hard a place to play as any place we played when we were in the Big Eight. Well, some of these schools are going back, as you said, to smaller venues. Baylor's going to do that. 7,500 seats will be in that new Foster Pavilion. And it's isn't it funny that, I mean, your alma mater uh, puts in Reed Arena. They're already talking about a new, uh, a new place, and it just felt cavernous, uh, it, you know, when you compared it to G. Riley White and the Holler House on the Brazos, as it was called all those years ago. So I find it interesting, John, that we're, uh, we're, we're, we're you know, it's, it's just funny how the pendulum swings, and we're sort of trying to go back to the way it was 25 or 30 years ago. Far cry from the heart of Texas Coliseum to the Ferrell Center <laughs> to the new facility that they will be building at Baylor. Fun times. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would say so. John Underwood, Associate Men's Commissioner of the Big 12, former. He's retired now, but still keeps up with it, watches it all. What was, uh, what, what, what was your first Big 12 men's tournament? You, you came over, you'd been with that visitor's uh, Bureau there at Dallas. You'd been a longtime uh, uh, coach, administrator there at, at Oklahoma, as we talked about. But you, you take that job. 
what was the um, I, I just I just assume Kansas probably won it that first you were you were there. They they you won know, it a lot of years. Was, you know what was interesting? Two thousand two three was my first year at mm-hmm. the Big Twelve. And Kansas and Texas both went to the final four. And I thought, boy, this job is gonna be something. We're gonna have a team <laughs> in the final four every year. It's uh it's a great uh honor for teams to be able to go and just think about Baylor winning the national championship. They had as good a chance to win the previous year. And here they are, you know, a projected number one seed. Uh, but uh, the Big 12 tournament, we've had it at uh, Reunion Arena a couple of years. We've had it at Oklahoma City. We've had it in Kansas City. And each time, I'm always amazed at the attendance. It'll be interesting to see what the attendance will be this year. Yeah, I think um, I, I think the, the the teams. There's no bad team. Even if Oklahoma State, they can't be there obviously because of the probation. But they they're a good team. I mean, last year Iowa State didn't win a game the whole year. I mean, we never see something like that. And K State was down. Uh, both those teams have bounced back this year. I think this could be as competitive a tournament as we've seen in a while. Why 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 did um, the tournament just kind of decide, though. You said it. I know it's been at different places. I've selfishly liked it when it was in the Dallas area. Why did it? Did y'all decide to pretty much always keep it in Kansas City? Was that out of deference to those schools from that region? I know sometimes people thought that too much the conference was, you know, based out of the Dallas area, so everything was kind of in Texas. What was the? What or was it just a great, great, you know, venue and place to have it? You know, uh, one of the things, anytime a championship is uh, determined, it, it's determined by our ADs and our presidents. And I think there was a general feeling that Kansas City embraced uh, our tournament. The women's tournament is a municipal auditorium, which is not as good a facility, but it's, you know, within walking distance of uh, the T-Mobile Center now. Uh, and proximity to a lot of the schools in the north because Kansas State historically and Iowa State travel. I mean, Iowa State, when they won the championship, I-35 South, Hilton Coliseum just moved to Kansas City, much like uh, Barn Hill moved to uh, Reunion Arena in Arkansas. They just continue to come, and they were always sold out. So it'll be good. This is the the most balanced I think our league has been since I've been closely monitoring it since 2002. Kansas State's lost seven games by five points or less. They've been in almost every game, and yet they're playing in the eight-nine game. And I, I would not—I would be remiss if I didn't congratulate Mike Boynton at Oklahoma State. You know, I think they got a raw deal from the NCAA, and for him to keep his team together and play. Uh, they're going to be a factor uh, in the future like they always have been. And, you know, now the 8-9 the game is K-State and West Virginia. I mean, whomever would have thought that. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. And quite honestly, I mean, think back to those SWC tournaments. One year, A&M won the whole thing, didn't it? When they were uh, like the they ninth seed, seed or they the sixth seed. seed. Yeah, and um, – 
And then I remember Baylor got to a couple of those championship games, got beat by SMU one of those years. And they, I think they had Cato and Butch and Longino, Carlton. I mean, those were some those were some great teams. All I mean, the, the Big 12, uh, the SWC tournament from my childhood, from about 1980 to about 85 or 86, was just unreal. And I guess that, that – is over the time when Sutton was at Arkansas and then Nolan came in and Nolan and uh, Penders couldn't stand each other and that led to even more fun and uh, that that was uh, those were some those were some great days uh, uh, and uh, now what were you doing is that when you were at OU I'm just trying to think during those SWC From 80 tournaments. To 87 I was coaching at uh, SMU and then in 88 uh-huh. Uh, or 87, the year, the spring of 87, I went uh, and joined Donnie Duncan as yeah. assistant athletic director at Oklahoma. And, you know, that first year, uh, Oklahoma played Kansas in the 50th uh, Final Four in Kansas City, Danny Manning. You know, oh my great, gosh. great years. Kelvin Sampson yeah. was our coach at Oklahoma. We had a great run there. Yeah, yeah. Well, Stacy King. I mean, I think back to some of those, uh, the, the, you know, Mookie. I, I go back to some of those OU teams that were uh, unbelievable. Uh, what did Grant. you? Th- oh, Harvey was unbelievable. Yeah, Harvey was was great as well. What did you um, think of uh, when Baylor decided to uh, to hire Scott Drew? Would have been close to about the time you arrived well about right at the time they hired him in 2003 after the whole Baylor scandal that we all know too much about uh and and Scott's hired young guy I'm sure you'd cross paths with Homer Drew what was your initial talking to John Underwood longtime associate commissioner uh for men's basketball the big 12 what were your initial feelings about Scott Drew in that hire you know I really didn't know Scott I knew his dad I had great respect for Coach Drew, Homer, uh, and the success that they had at Balfo. Uh, you know, Scott took a situation that was at the lowest of low, and what he's done uh, in his tenure there, he's taken it to the highest of high. I watched him grow as a coach. Uh, we've laughed many times some of the things that he's done along the way. He probably says, boy, I wish I'd have done them differently. You know, those coaches' meetings in the spring – Really got interesting with Coach Knight, uh, but but what he's done. I was telling somebody today, Matt. I was talking to Seth Greenberg, and I one of the great things that I think Scott has done in the last six years. You look at all the transfers that he's taken when they redshirted to take that extra year to learn the system, get acclimated to the academic situation at Baylor and how well they performed. And now we're involved with the portable. He's done it as well as anyone in the country. And those kids all love Baylor University. Uh, And they excelled at the highest level. And this year it will be fun to watch them in the Big 12 tournament. You know, there's always been in the Big 12 tournament, uh, it's three days of just back-to-back absolute hand-to-hand wars and a lot of times i've seen disappointment when a team gets beat but relief because they were going to be able to go home and get a couple of days rest you know we used to finish that championship on sunday and it would just dovetail right into the selection show and you think about the teams that won they get picked on sunday night they travel home and then 
Some of them are turning around and traveling on Tuesday to play if they get selected for a Thursday-Saturday site. Yeah. So when we moved it to Saturday, uh, ESPN didn't want us to do it. They wanted us to remain on Sunday. But our, our coaches have really benefited from that because they've gotten a they can get home on Sunday. They can watch the selection show. They can start get prepared for the opponents they're going to play. And a lot of these times, you know, it's a completely different uh, a scout because they're playing everybody in a double round robin knows everything that each team does every day, yeah. every minute. So it's good to go out and play some different opponents. Yeah, I think that's uh, right, and and I I think it's interesting, Scott. I mean, it's not like they've tried not to win this thing, but you're totally right. When they lose, it's not the end of the world. Uh, but a couple of times, you know, they've used good tournament runs, like getting to the championship game of the Big Twelve, to ignite them, and they carry that momentum right into the tournament. And I think that's uh, something uh, that's great. Well, listen, it's all. Yeah, go ahead. You can look at. Let's say the teams that do go to the championship round uh, and play in the finals, they always prefer to play on Friday, Sunday instead of Thursday, Saturday. And it's just to get those couple of extra days rest and preparation for their upcoming opponents. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. And uh, we'll see. I'm hoping the Bears uh, will end up in that Fort Worth uh, area, that Fort Worth venue, Dickies, I guess it is. And maybe I'll get to get to see you over there. I know I can see you at Tupanamba, one of our favorite Tex-Mex places that we have in common. And uh, I love your connection. You married into uh, Elkhart royalty. Uh, you had some Elkhart Elks ties. And, you know, my dad played at Elkhart. So it's funny. I uh, always love running into you and your wife and, and catching up a little bit on some uh, some of my Elkhart East Texas history. What is your go-to order at Tupanamba, by the way, John, what do you, uh, what do you usually go with? You know, sour cream enchiladas are hard to beat. You know, you're talking about <laughs> Elkhart. My, my father-in-law was Jimmy Parks and, and he was a three sport letterman at Baylor in the thirties. Uh, and he coached Adrian Burke, who's in the Baylor hall of fame. And one of few quarterbacks that have thrown seven touchdown passes uh, in an NFL game, he played for him at Kilgore Junior College, and they went to the first Junior College Rose Bowl. And when I was dating my wife, Coach Parks always talked about how he saved uh, Frank Broyles' job when he was an assistant at Baylor by taking him Adrian Burke. So, you know, I thought he was just embellishing a story like all of us old <laughs> coaches can do. And when I can't, went to SMU, we played. Arkansas and I went up to him and I wanted to introduce myself and I told him my father-in-law wanted to be sure and tell him hello and he said who's your father-in-law and I said Jimmy Parks he said saved our job at Baylor brought us Adrian Burke well fast forward (laughs) when I was working for the convention and visitors bureau they honor Adrian Burke in uh, Tyler and I cut out the article and I sent it to coach Brawls and about five days later, he called me and he said, I really appreciate you sending me that article. This was before texting and emailing. And so I just reiterated, I said, you know, I always thought Coach Parks embellished that story. And uh, he said, well, Johnny, uh, there's more to that story. And I said, what do you mean? He said, Jimmy, uh, Adrian Burke didn't come to Baylor initially. He went to TCU. I said, really? He said, he left TCU during two days. 
and went to Kilgore, Texas, to tell his coach that he was not going to go back to TCU, that he was going to go to Baylor. And Coach Parks tried to talk him out of it. He said, no, I want to go join three of my teammates. And said, well, he did bring He said, well, Johnny, there's more to the story. He drove Adrian Burke from Kilgore, and he's during two-a-days at Kilgore College. And then from Waco, he went to Fort Worth and got everything out of the dorm for Adrian Burke and drove it back to Waco. So he literally brought Adrian Burke to Waco, Texas. Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. I, I just I was, I was just and looked up something. he's from Elkhart originally. Yeah, and yeah. And the part- Dwight Parks, who was the leading scorer uh, at Baylor in the late 40s. That's unbelievable. The Parks brothers, uh, I mean, were one of them was a war hero. I mean, my gosh, they're just uh, legends uh, in that part of the world. So it's fun to fun to talk to you, John, and catch up. And uh, I'll uh, I'll be your eyes and ears in Kansas City, and then hopefully we'll get to see each other soon. Well, the Big Twelve will be a great race, great teams, and hopefully we can manage six or seven teams getting into the NCAA tournament in March Madness is when it, the fun starts. Oh yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be great. Appreciate it, John. I'll see you soon. Matt, look forward to seeing you soon. Thank you for having me. You bet. It was great. There he goes, uh, John Underwood, the uh, the assistant. Uh, he was the associate Big Twelve commissioner for men's basketball for a lot of years. Got some great stories, and uh, always enjoy my visits with uh, with John Underwood, who's uh, been a uh, neighbor and a friend for a long, long time. All right, it is uh, time to continue, and it will be Campus Confidential. What does Mr. Sexton have in store for us? That's next. Baylor Baseball, all season long, here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. The Bears stay on the road, headed to Abilene Wednesday to play Abilene Christian. 5.45 for the warm-up show, 6 p.m. first pitch, Wednesday versus ACU. Coach Rod and the Bears all season long here on ESPN Central Texas. In the market for a new metal roof? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal roofs that are impact, fire, and windstorm resistant and will lower your insurance considerably. Your roof will be figured correctly, and they offer a wide variety of panels and colors to make sure it looks sharp. Everyone wants to protect their hard-earned assets from harsh Texas weather, and a metal roof is the best way to protect your home. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan, and at PioneerBoys.com. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for car pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty. CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. What do John Morris, Kirk Watson, Maxine Hart, Walter Abercrombie, Martha Lou Scott, Michael Hyatt, and Robert Darden all have in common? They've each been interviewed on Baylor Line's Direct Line Conversation Series. You can hear from these outstanding bears and many, many more with a subscription to Baylor Line Insider. This is your all-access pass to the best content in the Baylor family. Subscribe today at BaylorLine.com KRZI. Tom Ward and Garrett, weekdays 7 to 9 on ESPN Central Texas. How are you feeling today? 
more than an empty question. It's a real reminder to reach out to coworkers, friends, family, and neighbors. Remind them to get the care they need. Someone you know may be delaying important emergency care, chronic care, or emotional care. At Ascension Providence, appointments are available now with strict precautions in place for your safety and our care. Ask about virtual visits. The ER at Ascension Providence Hospital is open 24-7. Get the care you need at GetProvidenceCare.com. City Ranch Boot Company has a new location and they can't wait to see you. Choose your skin. Choose your design. Let them create that perfect pair of boots, belt, wallet, or handbag. With over 30 years of leather industry, owner Jay Kelly and his team know their stuff. Design boots for the bride and groom or the entire wedding party. Put your company logo on boots as sales incentive or thank your employees. Incorporate your ranch brand or the name of your ranch as a gift for your family. Bring them in for a lifelong memory. City Ranch Boot Company, custom designed, locally owned, family operated, and Texas made. City Ranch Boot Company brings you a unique experience. Shop off the shelf or design yourself. City Ranch Boot Company, located at 10267 North River Crossing, just off Highway 6 and 185, next to the Joko Building. Call them at 254-855-7225. Find them on Facebook and Instagram, too. Or visit their website, cityranchboot.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weich with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams & Sons Roofing. Green Bay Packers have made a huge long-term contract offer to Aaron Rodgers that would alter the quarterback market going forward. Dallas Mavericks host Portland tonight. Tip is at 7.30. Baylor Baseball took two or three games in the Striders Classic in Houston over the weekend. For the third consecutive year, Scott Drew was named Big 12 Coach of the Year. Big 12 tournament is set. Number three, Baylor is the two seed and will open with OU on Thursday in Kansas City. Number five, Baylor women are the one seed and will face the winner of Texas Tech and Oklahoma State. Those two play on Thursday. UMHB men's basketball are in the Sweet 16 in in the NCAA Division III tournament and will face Case Western Reserve in Cleveland on Friday with a tip at 7. UMHB women are also in the Sweet 16. will match up with Transylvania on Friday in Lexington, Kentucky. Tip is at 5.30. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. Oh, yeah. In this time of year, we get basketball news. We get every kind of college news, but we do love our college football talk. And, uh, Aaron, at some point today, and you may be doing it right here, we'll have to get into some of these uh, Big 12 superlatives that came out. Uh, Lots of uh, Baylor players being recognized for their great year. But uh, at this point, Aaron, I will turn it over to you. You can take it anywhere you want to. You know the way I think. (laughs) (laughs) Baylor men's basketball coach Scott Drew picked up his third consecutive Big 12 Coach of the Year award, the only coach in the history of the Big 12 to do that as the the Phillip 66 Big 12 Awards were announced last night. They are chosen by the league's head coaches who cannot vote for their own players. Along with Coach Drew winning Coach of the Year, Jonathan Shomachachua was named six, uh, excuse me, defense, co-defensive player of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, freshman Jeremy Sohan was named Big 12 Sixth Man of the Year. Four Bears were selected to the All-Big 12 teams. James Akinjo, first team. Adam Flagler, second team. And Matthew Mayer was Honor, and uh, Sohan were honorable mention. So uh, that is your Baylor Bears 
who were selected to the Phillips 66 All Big 12 teams. Congratulations to Coach Drew, Jonathan Chumachachua, and uh, everyone who was selected. Yeah. Also, uh, Kendall Brown was a, uh, selected along with Sohan to the Big 12 All Freshman team. Uh huh. Well, in in you know, I I think it's been tough season for for Matt Meyer. I mean, the other day, you know, he got off to a hot start. But I'll, I'll say this: he, you know, again. I don't know what he thinks personally about coming back, if it ended up helping him, hurting him, whatever. I, I know it helped the Baylor team, and I know they appreciate him, and the Baylor uh, fans appreciate him because the truth of the matter is, while it maybe hasn't been exactly what he wanted, he's he's had huge rebounds um, in this season. And, like, that Kansas game and, and the game before that against Texas, I mean, he just – you'll look up and you'll have – like nine points and 11 or 12 rebounds. He, in, in, I would say there was a time that Meyer liked to stay outside and maybe not mix it up that much. I think that's a time in the past. I think he does not mind getting down there and getting his nose bloodied. He got some teeth knocked out earlier this season or got cut or something. I remember he had to leave. Maybe his lip got bloodied and he had to get that sewn up. Um, I, I, I think... Uh, I, I think he, everybody is is really pleased and happy he came back, and now we uh, root for him to have an incredible um, pro career. Now, everybody else, I, I would say the only thing I, I kind of uh, uh, bum that Flagler wasn't on the first team. I mean, I think he's deserving. I think he's a great, great player. I I could make an argument. I mean, I just think he and Akinjo both deserve to be on there. But at the same time. I'm not going to kick. I, I, I notice uh, some of the people that in a, people that I, I like uh, that cover Baylor were were suggesting maybe that uh, Flagler should be on there instead of uh, Williams from um, from Texas Tech. And I don't. I, again, I like Flagler to be on there, but I would have kicked off somebody who made it. Aaron, you may have the first team in front of you. I just would have kicked off somebody else other than Williams because I thought that guy. I thought that guy was great. Let's see. I, mean, I, um, I, I thought he was tremendous this season. And, in fact, if you had a, had me name a co-MVP, no, Chai Agbaji, I've got no issue with him, uh, Agbaji, winning the uh, the player of the year. I mean, he, he was the best. But if I were going to, to name someone that was almost there with him, I would have said the, the young man from, from uh, Tech, Williams. Mm-hmm. I, I just think he's really, really good. He came from UTEP. And I thought he was good. Who all made that first team, Aaron? Uh, uh, Kenjo, as I mentioned. Also, yeah. Isaiah Brockington from Iowa State. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Agbaji from Kansas. Nigel uh-huh. Pack from Kansas State. And Bryson Williams, who you were just talking about from Texas Tech. God, I love Bryson Williams. I do. So I'm I, assuming you would probably replace <sighs> Nigel Pack. Yeah, from maybe. Yeah. Brockington was good. Although the other day, man, they had some other players that impressed me. They had some tall dude, kind of like Meyer, real tall, but he could shoot threes. They had a guard. Everybody was – I had to laugh because the, the Baylor students were getting on the air ball thing and, um, <laughs> yeah. and whatever. I mean, part of me thinks that chance kind of played out, but I guess it's just going to stand the test of time and never go away. But Iowa State had number 11, the point guard, and then another guy <sighs> – Who's that number five for Iowa State? Airballs it. So they were, it was like two or three guys on the court were getting airballed. I mean, the, 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 everybody had to, you know, you're having to keep up to try to get your airballs correct. And um, it, was, uh, it was a fun, 
But although where I was sitting in the stands, I, I had a, a ticket to the game and took my daughter with me. Aaron, the uh, there was a uh, there was a fan behind me. It was the most piercing scream I've ever heard. And to the point where everybody around was just kind of like, you know, you don't want to ever get on to a fan, especially a Baylor fan. You, you're just like, hey, you know, you just kind of go with it. People can be as loud as, or as quiet as they want to be. So nobody ever turned around and looked at her or anything like this. I'm just saying it was so piercing, like our ears were ringing and stuff. It, it was just some women can take their, uh, their high voice yell to another level. And I happened to be sitting in front of this one uh, woman. And I'm not even going to give the section I was in. But uh, she did a great job. I'll just say uh, kudos to you. Section 108. (laughs) 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 I don't know. I don't know if it's 108. I honestly forget. Okay. um, But but, but good. Yeah, that was good stuff. All of that. uh, And Scott getting coach of the year. I could have been okay with them giving it to the Iowa State coach. Mm -hmm. But I think he's more. I would put him up for maybe national coach of the year for the huge turnaround that he did. Uh, And obviously, I'm very happy for Scott. Becomes the first coach ever in the history of the Big 12 basketball, men's basketball to win it three years in a row. Unbelievable. I mean, that is an unbelievable feat, especially with Bill Self winning the Big 12 for like 15 straight years or whatever crazy thing it was. Was it 17 straight years? I mean, Kansas went on one of those insane runs, winning regular season conference titles, and Bill Self never won it three years in a row. Isn't that wild, Aaron? I mean, I I, I was kind of shocked by that one. Yeah, me too. Uh, But as you said, Doug, well-deserved award, you know, losing four players from last year's national championship mm-hmm. team and all the injuries that they've had to still be able to do what they've done has been pretty incredible. So, congratulations to Coach True and all the players who were named to the uh, All Big Twelve team last uh-huh. night. Uh, you mentioned the women's poll. Uh, South Carolina still number one, but no, no longer unanimous after they lost to Kentucky in the SEC championship game yesterday. Stanford number two with 11 first-place votes. NC State number three with two first-place votes. And Baylor up one spot to number four. Louisville dropped to five after a loss uh-huh. in, in the uh, in, in their conference tournament, in the ACC conference tournament. The NFL combines are going on right now, and Baylor Bears are running fast. Baylor cornerback Kalen Boogie Barnes clocked a 4-2-3-40. It was the fastest ever by a defensive back, the second fastest in combine history behind former Longhorn and uh, current New York Giant, John Ross, who ran a 4.22 in 2017. That follows Taekwon Thornton's 4.28 earlier in the combine. Other blazing fast Baylor Bears. Uh, Tristan Ebner runs a 4.43 and JT Woods a 4.36. So they were picking them up and putting them down at the NFL combine. Yeah, I mean JT. I don't know what's taking him so long. I mean he just that was a <laughs> he was he was slow out of the blocks with only running. What did you say? What did JT run? A four three what? A four three six. Yeah, I mean totally unacceptable. <laughs> as uh, as Coach K would say, unacceptable. <laughs> and stop cheering. Hush. Shut up. Golly, I don't know what what got into Coach K. That was kind of uh, sad the other night. Uh, to uh, to hear him kind of hollering at the fans, but uh, Duke gets beat. But that you're right, and we need to do that later in the program. Let's talk more about the NFL Combine. 
I've been to it in the past. Uh, we're going to have Eric Edholm, who is, uh, I, I think, the best in the business as far as the, uh, the analysts who cover the draft. He's from Yahoo Sports, and he'll be on with us at 420 tomorrow morning. Aaron, he's been—he's very apologetic that he'll be in the car at that time. I told him we'll just take him, however, all right. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but it, that'll be good, and we'll talk about all the Baylor players. I noticed. Let's see, Ebner ran really well. Ebner ran like a four-four-three. Yeah, I mean the Baylor—the <laughs> the slowest Baylor players, of all the Baylor players, but still uh-huh. blazing fast. Yeah. <laughs> Abram did not uh, run, and will run at the Baylor's pro day. And um, hey, what did Abram do? One of those guys threw up like uh, twenty-two, a uh, set of twenty-two on the on the uh, on the bench press. Was that was that Abram? One of the guys, one of the running backs, did I believe? But uh, which is all? I thought that was impressive. Twenty-two, and he looked made it look really easy uh, for the Bears. Oh, that may have been Bernard. That actually might have been Terrell Bernard. But uh, great showing all the way around. Bernard was there, looked good in the uh, the broad jump, looked good in the vertical. Uh, it, a lot of good things were there. And then, of course, uh, uh, I mean, it, it's just Petrie is going to be, I mean, all these guys are going to be possible. I, I, I mean, you, you never know. I mean, some of these guys with the speed they showed might have moved up a full round. I, I don't know how you don't see Boogie Barnes run that and think, oh, my gosh, you know. So, anyway, it's a lot to discuss and a lot of fun stuff going on with Baylor Athletics. I uh, heard from uh, uh, Mac Rhodes today, and he was ecstatic about all the things that happened at the Combine and what a, what a fun time it is. It was great for Mac to jump on with us Friday and uh, give us some great information, and I thought some real good NIL stuff as well. All right. We are going to move right on into some more Baylor basketball. The longtime color analyst for Baylor basketball radio, it is Pat Nunley, joins us next. Baylor women's basketball from the Big 12 tournament in Kansas City. The Big 12 champion Baylor women open play in the Big 12 tournament Friday in Kansas City. 1 p.m. for the countdown to tip-off. 1.30 tip-off Friday. Join Sophia Young-Malcolm and the voice of Baylor women's basketball, Derek Smith, from the Big 12 tournament in Kansas City. Here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. Tickets and sponsorships are now available for the 2022 Texas Sports Hall of Fame Induction Banquet presented by Texas Farm Bureau Insurance. The class of 2022 includes Bob Beeman, Chris Bosch, Robert Griffin III, Tony Parker, Carly Patterson, Mike Renfro, Susie Snyder-Effers, and Stacey Sakura. Meet this year's inductee class on Saturday, March 12th in the base at Extraco Event Center in Waco. To purchase tickets, please visit tshof.org or call 254-756-1633. ProStar Rental is the number one choice for all of your equipment rental needs. No matter the project, they got you covered. Plus, their friendly local staff is always available to answer your questions. They have a large selection of quality equipment available to rent for any project, big or small. And they have eight locations across Texas to serve you, including locations in Waco and Belton. Visit online at ProStarRental.com for more info. ProStar Rental. They make work easier. ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. A bank in any town USA treats everyone like, well, anyone. 
At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different kind of banking. We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, and helping our customers over helping ourselves. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Elevate your career with a new job at VersaLift Southwest, a time manufacturing company. VersaLift Southwest occupies a 16-acre state-of-the-art assembly and upfitting facility that develops and builds the world's best aerial lifts, digger derricks, and cable placers right here in Central Texas. They are now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. They offer a great benefits package and outstanding starting pay. Drop by their location, 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco to apply. Bring on the bragging rights. Watch the PGA Tour's best golfers compete head-to-head, shot-for-shot. Are you kidding me? 112 matches, 64 players, one champion. WGC Dell Technologies Match Play, March 23rd through 27th at Austin Country Club. Tickets on sale now at dellmatchplay.com. Hey, Ray Maliazzi here. Have you ever cooked a really fine gourmet meal? Yeah, me neither. (laughs) But I'm told it all comes down to the ingredients. And when I need ingredients to improve my car, the place I go is eBay Motors. Whether you roasted your last transmission, graded your current floor mats, or pureed your side view mirror on a lamppost, eBay Motors has the right parts at the right prices. 122 million of them. And by the way, if you recently fired up your grill, don't worry, eBay Motors has grills too. eBay Motors, let's ride. From the Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Ascension Providence, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Marineland Boating Center, Myatt Fuels, Texas Sports Hall of Fame, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley. Oh, it is Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show. We are preparing to go to Kansas City, and this man will be headed with the Bears, always is there in Kansas City. It is Pat Nunley, the uh, radio analyst of the Baylor Bears. And, uh, Pat, first of all, congratulations. Uh, that was kind of that was a lot of fun the other day when uh, I looked up. I was at the game with my daughter, and there suddenly was Pat Nunley standing, and the whole place was uh, giving you a standing O, and you still, look, uh, you still look very young. And so it's kind of jolting to hear that you've been, like, on radio for 40 years. That seems, that seems impossible. Now, I heard a couple of numbers thrown out. They said something about 38 and then 40, so you can set the record straight. But uh, I was uh, that was really fun the other day. Congratulations on that. Thank you, Matt. It, it was uh, I was as, as surprised as you and your daughter were. Uh, <laughs> I think it was John Morris working his magic again. I, I literally had no idea that was happening. No idea. In fact, we're in a break, and I look up, and there's a there's a camera in my face, and I'm thinking maybe they're shooting somebody behind me. Uh-huh. And then John says, hey, uh, stand up. And by the way, take your headset off. And I said, why? I mean, what are we doing? And I stand up, and here comes Don Rogers with a, a trophy case, a ring case, 
And I'm telling you, it took me a minute to, I'm not kidding, to figure out what exactly was happening because I didn't know. And I was overwhelmed. I, I was so honored by that. Um, just it's a joy to be able to do that every day. I still look forward to every single game, but I think John Morris was the culprit behind that. And I'm so thankful. He, he's always doing things like that. He's the most other centric human being. I think I know. So I have him to thank for that. But all I can say, Matt, is my first year was 1981-82. And so whatever uh-huh. that adds up to, that's what it is. <laughs> I'm not sure how many years, but that's when I started, and I've never started. Uh-huh. Well, it's hard to keep. I mean, John, you know, every once in a while you'll hear somebody did four or 500 games, and we're celebrating somebody did 600. So, But that's a lot of years. And uh, But most people, it, it takes a while before they go straight into the radio broadcast booth. And, Pat, you basically walked off the court for Baylor uh, into the uh, into the booth. Now, what was uh, what were Frank Fallon's instructions to you in those early days? The uh, the longtime voice of the Bears, who's obviously a Hall of Famer, longtime voice of the Final Four. What were the uh, what were the most important things that Frank shared with you early on? Well, when when I first started doing it, I said, Frank, I have no earthly idea what I'm doing. He said, That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> just just hitch your wagon to me and we'll get through it. And I tell people doing a broadcast with Frank was like doing a broadcast with your granddad because he had that nice way about him. He brought you along. He brought you in when it was appropriate. He's coaching you the whole time. Never high pressure ever. And it's interesting, Matt, along the way, and I hadn't been doing it very long, but I had to go do a play-by-play game in Alaska. The team was playing a tournament at the top of the world classic in Fairbanks, Alaska. He couldn't go. He's doing football. And so he's checking everybody. Nobody else can do it. So I get the nod and I am scared to death. I, I, it was hard enough to do color. And all of a sudden here I am going to, I'm going to do play by play for as many games as Baylor plays in that tournament. And I said, Frank, <laughs> what do I, what do I think about? Like, how do I avoid dead air and, you're so seamless in a broadcast. How can I even begin to replicate that? And Matt, he wrote out for me a list of 20 things or so to think about during the broadcast. I still have it in his own handwriting. He gave it to me and said, here's some things that, that will help you avoid dead air and, and say a few things that would be listening to, or would be interesting to the listener. Like, What's the color scheme of of the opposing team's jerseys? What are the surroundings like? Uh, What kind of floor are they playing on? Is it wood or is it tartan? Because we actually played on some tartan services back in the day. And it was a masterpiece. It really was. And I used that, and it got me through a couple of play-by-play broadcasts, which I'm glad are not recorded. They're they're not to be found anywhere, so don't go looking for them. You don't want to hear them anyway. But that was it. That was it. He guided me along and gave me those sorts of words of wisdom, and it was a it was a joy to be able to work with him. He, and even like J Mo, he's even a better person than he is a broadcaster, which says an awful lot. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. Talking to Pat Nunley, Wait, can you remember? That at uh, the Alaska tournament, like who would have been on that Baylor team? Was this would this have been like eighty four, eighty five? I'm trying to think if uh, Carlos Briggs and some of that gang had arrived at uh, at Baylor at the time. You know, I, I think it was. I 
Uh, I'm not sure, to be honest with you. I don't remember. All I remember, <laughs> all I remember Matt, it was 20, 20 degrees below. Oh, my. That was, out of, that was on the thermometer without a wind chill. Uh, I do remember, I think Billy Gillespie was on that staff. I think he was. That was So that may have been Harry Miller. But that was so long oh, ago. Wow. I, I have forgotten only those parts of the story I've just told you. well congratulations it's a lot of fun and i can't imagine you having trouble filling any time i heard you mc an event the other night i think it's uh you've become very comfortable over the years and that was a nice gathering at the uh, baylor line foundation hall of fame event so i thought you did a great job and uh uh, i was uh, commenting to uh one of our friends i was like you've got uh you know long white hair why can't you get your hair to look like pat nunley's that may have been Mr. Holt I was giving a hard time because his hair seems to kind of, you know, he's it's a little more unruly than yours. and uh... it, it is, but, you know, the, the, I, I really enjoy doing those, but I kid, kind of, that um, that shows you just what a dear friend Alan Holt is to me. Uh, he asks me to emcee those uh, events, and I'm, I'm really elated to do it. But Alan and I go way, way back. We were roommates in college and have remained great friends ever since. So whatever he asks me to do, I'll do it. Now, I think y'all were SAEs together. Were you too busy with basketball to ever participate in uh, seeing in pigskin, or did you ever? were you ever able to uh, make an appearance there on stage? You know, I actually did, and um, we, we were, I played for Jim Howler, who was terrific, and he, he, was, he encouraged us all to be involved on campus. He wanted us to be part of the student body. And so one of my, well, a couple of my teammates, Jim Pashaskas, Chris Gonser, Charlie Jackson, were in the fraternity with me. And actually one year, this is, this is how starved for talent they were. Um, I'm a closet drummer. And so one year, we, the, this, our sing act had its own band. And I lugged my drums up there, and we clunked <laughs> our way through Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club. <laughs> oh man, oh man! I don't, I don't know that we placed that year, but it sure was yeah. fun. Yeah, I, I will look for footage of that. You know, um, I'm, I'm not going to go back and get your old tapes, but I would like to see you working the drums, and I could see you maybe wearing some sunglasses, perhaps, but kind of a. Uh, yeah, in, inspired by the Beatles. By the way, have you watched the Beatles? Uh, this documentary that's out. I, that if you need no. to, if you need about like fifty hours to kill, that's like the <laughs> that's the great. Especially like as you're you're uh, on a plane or something. That that is the yeah. greatest documentary I've seen in a long time. That uh, that they, that they released here recently on Apple TV. Yeah, that's the first thing I'm going to do when we get past basketball season because i'm going to commit to it i'm going to invest in it those are my guys and so i'm going to watch every minute of it haven't seen it yet but i've heard all the reviews i can't wait yeah it was uh, unreal talking to pat nunley uh longtime color analyst for baylor uh basketball you can hear him on espn central texas uh pat what were you thinking the other day i mean you've seen this a million times the team get way down fortunately baylor's been the team that's come back before but to be up 29 to 4. I mean, I think everybody's like, well, this thing, you know, it's going to be a laugher. That that's a tough thing, isn't it? When another team gets all that momentum and excitement and then you got to find a way to dig down and win it toward the end. I mean, that that got scary. I was thinking about later all the things that would have been messed up. I mean, the senior speeches 
the, uh, uh, the, the championship, the Big 12 championship itself. I mean, there would have been no reason to bring out all those risers, and you would have had to put that Big 12 trophy away. I mean, there was a lot of that, – that, that would have been awful on a lot of levels. That would have been awful. And so I just couldn't <laughs> envision it happening. But so, so they're up 29-4, and I'm thinking don't take your, gas off the, uh, your foot off the gas pedal. Just don't. But I think it's human nature. I mean, they're up that much, and they are a well-oiled machine. And so it's 29-4 with like five minutes to play in the half. I mean, it was way up. And, and I, we're, John and I are in the air saying – you know, if I'm T.J. Altsberger, the Iowa State coach, I'm thinking get it manageable by halftime. Just get it to within striking distance. And I think what happened, Matt, was Iowa State, uh, one of the worst three—I'm sorry, three-point shooting teams in the league, just threw everything out the window. We don't care about stats. Uh, winning this game would be nice, but we really didn't expect to. And they just started playing, and they started making shots. And you look up at halftime, and it's 10. And then they score the first bucket of the second half. Now it's eight. And we're reeling, and we're just trying to figure out how to get it going again, which is hard to do. I mean, you've been there. you got a 25-point lead, and now you got to get your game face back on. And they went up two with three and a half minutes to play. And it was, it was game on before then. But now you're at crunch time, and you're thinking, how in the world do we win? And somehow James Akinjo put together a five-point possession, and that separated the two teams. And but for that, um, it was it was down to the wire. And so we all heaved a huge sigh of relief because you're right, Matt. If that thing had gone south, oh my goodness, I I didn't even want to think about it. I'm glad we didn't have to. <laughs> it what, was awful. What, Pat, what do you think about this Big 12 tournament? Uh, Scott has made it no secret. The NCAA tournament is obviously most important to him and most every coach. But it's, it is interesting because, you know, how do you, what message do you send to your team? And I've seen them in the past have a great run in the tournament. You've seen it, uh, 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 you know, when they play, get all the way to the championship. Now, they haven't won it, unfortunately. But I, I do feel like they can use that every once in a while as kind of a uh, momentum into March Madness. Although, Scott, this is a team that rest wouldn't be the worst thing uh, if, they got, if they got knocked out in that game against Oklahoma. How do, you, how do you feel like Scott, and has his approach to this tournament changed a little bit over the years in your, in your, from your vantage point? Yeah, Matt, I don't think it has. And, and uh-huh. here's why. When, when Scott came here 19 years ago, I remember one of the first things you said was we are going to play for championships. Every championship we have an opportunity to win pre-conference tournament, big 12 tournament, whatever it is, we're going to win it. And he won the paradise jam. I think it was in 2007 first tournament championship Baylor had won in years. And it was sort of, this is what I'm talking about. Like we're, we don't go to play well. We go to, we, we want a trophy and they won that one. And then, you know, played a couple of times for the big 12 tournament championship. So that's just who they are. And I don't think one thing changes about the the big 12 tournament. I don't think they're thinking about rest. Now last Mm -hmm. year they needed rest because they'd had that COVID pause. They don't need it. They're on a roll. I think they're the hottest team in the big 12. 
and they're they're going to Kansas City with one goal in mind, and they'll worry about the NCAA tournament later. But you know, Scott always says too, you play the season in four parts. You you play pre-conference, you play conference, you play the Big Twelve tournament, you play the NCAA tournament, and we want to win each each of those four. Go fifteen and zero pre-conference. That's a win. Win the Big Twelve championship. They want to win the Big 12 Tournament Championship, and they want to win a national championship. That's that's who they are, and I don't think one thing changes about that. All right, I was curious. What was your favorite game ever at uh, at the Irwin Center? I was there Monday to to uh, uh, to close that uh, close that venue down, and and that was uh, really interesting. Thinking back on all the times there over the years. Um, and I, I, I thought about one game, but I think that game happened at HOT. When y'all beat Texas, and they were number one in the country, and, and, and uh, Mike Wacker got his knee hurt, was, uh, was that at y'all's place? That was at the Art of Texas Coliseum. That was my first year out. And so I'm courtside okay. doing the game. Yeah, yeah, that was at HOT. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I just remember listening to that. But now, do you have any uh, memories of uh, – of the uh, Irwin Center, good memories, bad memories, or uh, any concerts that you saw there over the years? Yeah, you know, my memory, and I mentioned this, I think, the day that we played that game. Uh, selfishly, it was the very first game I played there because that was the very first year of the Irwin Center. So I was there to open it up, and then we were there last week to close it down. But that first game, you know, a year prior to that, I'm playing high school basketball in Birdville Coliseum in Fort Worth, and all of a sudden, I'm walking into the Taj Mahal. I mean, this place was unlike anything I had ever seen. Hadn't seen many because this is, you know, halfway through my freshman year. And that's the memory. It really is. That that was um, part of my welcoming to big-time basketball because they were very good. They had Jim Crevax. They had Ovi Dotson. Wow. They had um, Johnny Moore. They had a great uh, pro career with the Spurs. And they won the NIT that year, and that was that was back in the day when the NCAA only took 32 teams, the tournament. So everybody that went to the NIT was really good, and Texas certainly was in that category. But that's my memory. And Bears have had a lot of good, a lot of luck down there recently, particularly under Coach Drew. But that's the one, very nostalgic for me. But that's what I'll always remember. All right. Well, Birdville, by the way, Bird, Birdville Baptist would show up at our youth. Uh, camps and in, in the uh some of the uh some of the prettiest girls as i recall um of course that was always nice to kind of branch out from your own uh youth group but uh came from right there at birdville baptist church so i, I do that's that that's that's where my mind goes well. when you bring up birdville <laughs> <laughs> well my mind tends to go there as well you're right uh, yeah that was that was the birdville independent school district we played birdville coliseum which was a nice high school facility but it was not the Irwin center i promise you that no it, but that multi-event center they have now uh is pretty amazing i i think uh the football and everything birdville seems like they have an amazing place out there but uh yeah. Anyway, I'm sure if I if I went there, I'd find a uh, Nunley jersey. So I'll have to take a trip out there. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, you'd have to walk into the uh, the, the halls <laughs> of the Birdville Coliseum to find it. But I'd love to do that. I would love to <laughs> stroll back through memory lane and uh, go to Birdville and see what's up yeah. these days. 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, we, uh, we, it was always fun to have you and, and hope to get to run into you, uh, when we're, uh, when we're getting there, uh, in Kansas City. It's going to be a fun run for both the men and women and, uh, look forward to listening to you right here on ESP in Central Texas. All right, Matt. Always a pleasure visiting with you. We'll see you in Kansas City. You bet. There he goes, Pat Nunley. The uh, the analyst of the uh, Baylor Bears, he's been doing it for a lot of years in a really cool celebration the other day. Sounds like it may have been orchestrated by our own John Morris, and those two have been uh, really stalwarts and uh, great voices, great friends, and it's one of the great uh, duos in the Southwest Conference. In fact, I'd, I'm going to have to ask John, who's the – there's somebody there's, – there's probably somebody that's been – because John still – John and Pat are both still pretty young guys. So there's somebody in the Big 12 who's done it longer. But there can't be a lot because they're now sneaking up on about 40 years. Uh, and uh, and then Pat was celebrated for that just the other day. Pat Nunley joining the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. All right, it is time to talk about something Aaron brought up earlier. Baylor went to the NFL Combine – and got busy, and uh, it, was, uh, it was some amazing results. We discuss it next. It's time now for today's Baylor Sports Beat, your daily dose of green and gold. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Hi, everybody. It's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on the Monday Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, two Big 12 championships in two days over the weekend for Baylor basketball. We'll give you details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Parenting is full of surprises. You never know what to expect. So after our son was born, I called my Texas Farm Bureau insurance agent to set up a life insurance policy in case something happened to me. Sawyer is now two. And we'll soon have a sister. There's no one else I would trust with protecting my family. Visit Texas Farm Bureau Insurance today at tfbinsurance.com for an agent you can trust with life's most important decisions. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. Not only will you find an award-winning dealer at Allen Samuels, but you'll also find some great award-winning products. The 2021 Ram brand ranked number one automotive brand on J.D. Power's initial quality study. The 2021 Dodge brand ranked number two behind Ram and the 2021 Jeep Gladiator named highest quality midsize truck. Allen Samuels, 201 West Loop 340 in Waco, where we deliver quality. Come by. Let's be friends. Now back to today's Baylor Sports Beat. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back. Not one, but two Big 12 championships won in the Farrell Center over the weekend. First on Saturday, Scott Drew and the Bears knocked off Iowa State 75-68 to win their second consecutive Big 12 title. The Bears will be the number two seed in the Big 12 tournament in Kansas City, beginning play at 6 p.m. this Thursday against seventh seed Oklahoma. Meanwhile, the Baylor women had already clinched at least a share of the Big 12 title, but they won it outright with an 82-57 win over Texas Tech on Sunday in the Farrell Center, led by Nalissa Smith's career-high 35 points. After the game, Baylor women's coach Nikki Collin. I mean, I, I, when I took this job, um, you know, I knew this was the expectation. So, um, obviously, there's, there's an enormous amount of pressure as a result of that. Um, and so a lot of it was just, you know, living up to the expectations that were here, you know, and, and trying to do it 
authentically my way um, to put my stamp. Um, you know, this is this is the only way I know how to coach, um, and it's it's. Um, um, I feel things very deeply. I'm pretty emotional. I'm I'm obviously pretty. Um, you know, I, I say what I think, um, and getting to coach this this special group of players, um, I just really didn't want to let them down. I mean, as much as anything, um, as much as I know we, we caught some flack from fans, um, it was about the people in the locker room um, and the administration. That, that was our main focus. And for me, it was, it was doing a good job for them um, so that, you know, people could say, like, I was the right person at the right time um, to take over this program. So... I'm just really proud of, of how we're playing right now, not just the championship, but how we're playing um, and how we're playing unselfishly and sharing the ball. And, and I just think we're, we're hard to play against right now. Nikki Collin and the Baylor women following their 12th consecutive Big 12 Conference Championship now up and playing the Big 12 Tournament in Kansas City on Friday at 1.30. Also from the weekend, Baylor women's tennis with wins over North Texas and Abilene Christian. Equestrian splits two meets in California. And Baylor softball splits a doubleheader Saturday with A&M Corpus Christi. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Clear to partly cloudy skies tonight with lows falling to around 33 degrees. Tomorrow, an upper-level system moves through, and that'll give us mostly cloudy skies with a 50% chance of scattered showers. There could be a little sleet mixed in, especially from Waco, Temple, and Colleen to the northwest with highs only in the 40s. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Recently on Game Time, we're joined out by Baylor basketball coach Scott Drew. You look at most of the places we play, and I think everywhere we've played, we've had a sellout. And you look at our environment with college game days and how loud the Ferrell Center was. I mean, it's hard to go on the road in a packed house and a loud crowd and, and be able to execute and be composed and withstand runs and get a win. Game Time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Saturday and Sunday, March 19th and 20th. Be the first to see and own the all-new-to-market Twisted Creek Ranch at the Sneak Preview Land Sale. Get 10 acres for only $99.9 or a new 1,200-square-foot barn dominium shell and 10 acres for just $159.9. With a prime centralized location between Fort Worth and Austin, this relaxing country retreat offers great features like high-speed fiber optic internet, a gated entrance, electric, and more. Live within minutes of the charming towns of Hamilton and Comanche and be near premier water recreation on Proctor Lake. Don't wait to own 10 beautiful acres in the country for only $99.9 or a new 1,200 square foot barn dominium shell and 10 acres for just $159.9. Excellent land financing is available, so call now. 877-333-9413 or visit TwistedCreekTX.com. Prices for a 1,200 square foot barn dough shell and 30 foot by 10 foot covered porch constructed with concrete pad on a 10 acre parcel at Twisted Creek Ranch. Depending on location and setting, additional concrete costs may apply. Special barn dough price available to Lone Star customers only. An equal housing opportunity. ESPN Central Texas is your home of the Texas Rangers. John Morris here telling you all about my friends at Marineland Boating Center, home of Crest Pontoon Boats and Yamaha Outboards. They have boats in stock for immediate delivery. 
Enjoy days of fishing and family boating fun from Crest Pontoons, powered by Yamaha Outboard Motors. Only at Marineland Boating Center, I-35 at Loop 340 South, or on the web at MarinelandWacoYamaha.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weich with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Hurley Benefit Services. Green Bay Packers have made a huge long-term contract offer to Aaron Rodgers that would alter the quarterback market going forward. Dallas Mavericks host Portland tonight. Tip is at 7.30. Baylor baseball took two or three games in the Shriners Classic in Houston over the weekend. For the third consecutive year, Scott Drew was named Big 12 Coach of the Year. Big 12 tournament is set. Number three, Baylor is the two seed and will open with OU on Thursday in Kansas City. Number five, Baylor women are the one seed and will face the winner of Texas Tech and Oklahoma State. Those two play on Thursday. UMHB men's basketball are in the Sweet 16 in the NCAA Division III tournament and will face Case Western Reserve in Cleveland on Friday with a tip at 7. UMHB women are also in the Sweet 16. will match up with Transylvania on Friday in Lexington, Kentucky. Tip is at 5.30. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It is Matt Mosley's show, ESPN Central Texas. Thanks to Pat Nunley and a longtime radio analyst for the Bears. He was celebrated 40 years. He's been doing this, and uh, I love talking to him about Frank Fallon, the legendary, the late, great Frank Fallon, and what Frank did to help him uh, his first time where he had to do some play-by-play. And I think uh, uh, Pat is someone who is very, very comfortable on his feet, and he's... uh, uh, obviously, obviously, a uh, done great in the corporate world. I believe he's a lawyer, isn't he? Anyway, I always think of like Reed Geddes and Pat as both being huge uh, former SWC greats who went on to to be really good in the corporate world as well. But always fun to have uh, Pat on and catch up on things. The Baylor Bears went to the NFL Combine in Indianapolis. We, we've had some really cool, like, combine guests on. We'll have another one tomorrow, someone who takes a look at this. The The first combine that we talked about the moment uh, was uh, when the receivers got going, and Tyquan Thornton just put down a, I mean, a huge, it was, uh, you, you remember, Aaron, like, what that first reading was? Remember how insane, and I think the, it officially ended up being, oh, what did they change it to, like a 428 or something, 426. I mean, when it first it at first, I think it was like a four-two-one. Yes, and yes. and that was uh, Tyquan Thornton, and we knew Tyquan would be fast. I don't know if we knew he was going to be that fast. I mean, kudos to uh, all these guys. I mean, a lot of these players that Matt Rule brought in, and but somebody was saying on Twitter, "Hey, you need to give." Uh, I think it was JJ Joe, our friend. Uh, in the in the Baylor uh, football radio analyst was basically saying, "Give Matt Rule his credit." Uh, I think he should give him his flowers because, I mean, think about who they brought in from a speed perspective. J.T. Woods, Kalen Boogie Barnes, uh, Tyquan Thornton. I mean, Raleigh Tejada was in that group, too. These guys were track guys, and but they also were football players. Sometimes you get somebody with track speed, but they're not true like football players. All these guys can play. And can cover. Boogie can do it. 
Uh, certainly uh, J.T. Woods, known for uh, bringing the ball back to the end zone, known for uh, uh, nickname the Heartbreak Kid. And, I mean, of these three that we're talking about, J.T. only had the, what do we call it, Aaron, like a 4-3-6? I mean, that's still a, a tremendous time, the uh, safety for the Bears. And of those three we're talking about, Kalen Boogie Barnes, Kalen Boogie Barnes, and Tyquan Thornton, J.T. Woods was the slowest of the three. <laughs> uh, now, if you throw in a fourth, you've got uh, Tristan Ebner of the running backs. Had a really nice, ran a 4-4. Uh, Aaron, you may have that information a four, to, to four, know exactly. 4.43. 4.43? Yeah. Okay. So, I, I mean, I, I don't know. Were, were these guys in, in uh, Ebner's from... Henderson, that's at East Texas speed. I think when you're just on the campus with Clyde Hart, you're 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 you know you're just automatically faster because uh, Clyde, whether he's retired or not, his very presence, what he did in the uh, the quarter mile, the two hundred. I mean, his sprinters, the relays, just owned it. And so Baylor was able to go out and get some of these track stars. I remember when they recruited. Kalon Boogie Barnes. I want to say Boogie might have been from Silsby or somewhere like that. And and he I remember just thinking, my gosh, this guy's already running a I think it was a 10.0300, something like that. And Boogie won state at it was somewhere, it was class 4A, wherever it was. May have been Silsby. And it's just wild when you go to the combine with all that pressure, you don't have to run. You could just wait to your pro day. And some of these guys want to show up and use that opportunity. They're on TV, and I think it, it speaks to their character and their commitment and their competitiveness to go ahead and compete. Now, the guys that don't, I don't hold it against them at all. They might, for whatever reason, think, hey, I'll be ready. I'd rather be it in my environment, at my college pro day. I'm all for that. But the guys that show up and compete – into combine, I do think it resonates with the people there, and uh, with the scouts. And Baylor got—I I was joking with uh, Mac Rhodes, it, just saying, "My gosh, look at the, look at the free marketing, look at the free." I mean, it, it, it's it's your Baylor football program, and they show up and they have like the top three fastest times. Certainly, the two fastest times uh, at the combine, and that's the fastest. That's, is that the second fastest or the fastest DB ever? I think it's the fastest DB, the second fastest 40 of all time. Talking about Boogie Barnes. I knew he would do great. I didn't know. I didn't think he was going to run a 4-2-3. Now, before it became official, and I kind of, I can't, Aaron, you might be able to explain that. Somebody will have to explain that to me, you know, how it becomes official. I guess there's an official um clock stopwatch that everybody says okay this is the official one that first one is the one we see it we get immediately and i think that's the one he came up with a 4-2-1 i mean my gosh at this point somebody's going to run a 4-1 something i mean it's going to happen someday john ross i think had the fastest 40 ever and he barely i think he barely has it a kid uh, from uh, 2017 at ohio state i believe it was but just a tremendous showing by the Bears. Again, I think Bernard did fine. I think some people, our own, uh, 
Who's that? Well, you, oh, Travis Roeder used to come on with us, and Travis is a big X's and O's man. And Travis did not think he was going to do that well from a, uh, uh, you know, in, in all the skills that you have to do at the uh, at the uh, combine. And he did. He did. Bernard did fine. I think it was Bernard who had 22 reps on the on the uh, 225 on the bench press, and then he had really good standing broad and good vertical. I mean, everything you would want. I mean, like 34.5, 35-inch vertical, everything was just fine. Now, somebody's always going to have like a 40-inch vertical, and there's always going to be one of those big dudes who runs a crazy 40. I mean, I, I Aaron, that those are the ones that stay with me, is watching uh, like a guy from Georgia who, let's say he weighs 330, 340 pounds, run a 4'7", or four eight, I think it might have been a four eight. That's insane. The the thought of a three hundred and twenty pound man, and this guy that I think I'm talking about is this big six six offensive lineman. First of all, I don't know why we even measure offensive linemen in the forty. Maybe it speaks to their athleticism. I don't know. But this guy shows up and runs it and he ran it in four eight. Aaron, is there is there anything more fun. You remember they used to call it the fat guy relay. I don't think that's ever fair. In high school, it used to be the fat guy relay, and it was the big lineman. And a lot of them were such great athletes. I mean, it wasn't really fair to call it the fat man relay, but they did. Um, this was. These are chiseled. It's just wild to see people that are three hundred and thirty pounds that can run a four eight. Um, Bryles used to call like that one guy they had, uh, Lequelin. McDonald or whatever, remember him, Aaron, who was like four hundred and he was four hundred pounds and or th- at least three eighty, maybe four hundred. And Baylor threw that touchdown to him against Michigan State in the bowl game in the Cotton Bowl. Um, I think his nickname was the Future, or something along those lines. But Aaron, do you like watching the big men run the forty? Um, not really, but only because it brings back. Well, I mean, it's not bad memories, but. I was so slow as far as 40 times. I was pretty decent cross country, but had no foot speed. I was so slow. I used to run the 40 with the offensive linemen, and they would usually beat me. <laughs> I, I, am, I am slow. Yeah, I don't know. You, after, this, uh, after this surgery you recently had to kind of address <laughs> a sports hernia, I think that's going to solve some issues. With you know, Of course, I broke my neck. We're we're both in pretty bad shape. Uh, not not. I mean, we're in pretty decent shape health wise. I'm just saying, given our injuries, I don't think we're as as speedy as we could have been. I'm trying to think though. I like my chances. Although Tom was probably a pretty good high school athlete, and if you've ever noticed, his legs are kind of like real thin and athletic looking. So I I don't want to just act like I could for sure beat Tom in a foot race because Tom. I think Tom would surprise us, but we. We're at least a decade younger than Tom. Ward is a former college athlete, but we're about a decade younger than Ward. Uh, he would, he would Who still would be, smoke us. No, speak for yourself, buddy. <laughs> I, you have not seen me on the tennis courts lately. I'm trying to think who else up there could give us a run for our money. I, I worry about McKenzie and Sells. She's very youthful. She's only 24 or 25. I I could see McKenzie giving us a, an issue. I think she was she played something. I think she was a big time like softball player or something. 
she was she was some kind of an athlete. I think she was a pitcher. Her dad worked with her, and she was like a big time pitcher. I don't think she played at Oklahoma State, but I fear that we would not fare well against uh, young young McKenzie. All right, uh, Aaron. We all, anything else on the uh, from the combine stand out to you? Any of the quarterbacks? The hand issue with Kenny Pickett got a lot of attention, but you know we didn't even make too much of some of those quarterbacks have some pretty good speed. The one story that got my attention that I loved was that Malik Malik Willis from Liberty. Did you see that? Where yes, I did. Great story. He was, uh, and of course he didn't do it. He didn't know anybody was watching. Somebody happened to capture him um, over, they were just eating at a place at the Combine in Indianapolis, and they look across the street, and he's out there offering a bunch of food and and giving a bunch of stuff to a homeless person that's out there in the cold of Indy, and, and, the, and he was just, I, I forget what all he was giving, but like, I think some of his gear... Uh, coats and whatever you get as a, in the NFL Combine, he, his immediately, and I always think that's amazing because we, we see people do things when everybody's watching and they kind of like getting some credit maybe for the charity, but it's about what people are doing when nobody's watching. And this kid knew, in, in his mind, he was all by himself and nobody was watching him, and somebody just happened to take a picture or film it and and comment on social media. So I, I his... Um, I, I think he's a really good quarterback, but his character in my mind is higher than ever. And it speaks to we make fun of Falwell and all the Liberty stuff sometimes. Um, they're certainly a little more charismatic and even, um, you know, they, they, they move even right of us at Baylor. But uh, I think it speaks to their university that they would have somebody that uh, is, uh, is, is, it would do something like that. And I just thought that was a really cool thing. Anybody else, Aaron, from a running back, wide receiver, uh, the defense, and any, did any of these uh, position groups, anybody do anything that grabbed your attention? I knew the Georgia kids were going to show out. I'm kind of surprised they didn't just wait till pro day. I mean, Georgia's going to put five guys in the first round, whether or not they worked out the combine or not. But I thought that was kind of cool that they jumped out there and worked out. Anybody else stand out to you? Um, I, I'm looking for the name right now. Oh, yeah, uh, uh, there was a an edge rusher, gosh, and I cannot find it, who ran like a, a under a 4-4 four, four or right at a 4-4 four, four for a defensive okay. end. And, uh, and the Cincinnati quarterback, he ran basically a 4-5 flat just a tick above that, and that's some uh, serious speed, and that probably Despin helped his Desmond Ritter. Draft. Yeah, Desmond Ritter. That, that definitely helped his draft stock. Okay, that speed uh, certainly helps. We'll look up the edge rusher that uh, Aaron fell in love with during the combine and uh, get to the bottom of that. But uh, I did love also, did you see JT Woods, Aaron? He, at the last of the, the, the drill he was doing, he, you know, there's one drill where you kind of run around these cones or whatever. You're, I don't know if it's cone, I'm not sure what it is, some kind of drill. And you, you catch the interception and drop the ball. Go to the next station, catch the ball. And then he got the ball, and he took off down the sideline. He did the Dion. He put his head. He put the hand behind the head and did the high step. And all the other um, candidates, all the other prospects, ran to the goal line with him. <laughs> and I thought, how cool is that? I mean, there they are, all trying to do their best, all individuals. And then to end the drill, they all gathered and raced in there to the end zone with J.T. Woods, the heartbreak kid from Baylor. I thought that was, I thought that was kind of neat. I just saw, happened to see that on the Baylor socials. Good job, by the way, whoever uh, 
whoever's doing the Baylor social media stuff, y'all are doing a great job, all right? Just know the Mosley Show approves. I did find the guy, Amari Barno from Virginia Tech, an edge rusher, ran a 4.36 in the 40. From where? From Virginia Tech. What, what's uh, Spell the guy's last name. B-A-R-N-O. Barno. All right, all right. We found the guy. Well, still didn't keep the, the coach at Virginia Tech from getting fired, but uh, <laughs> the guy's a good, good deal. Okay, uh, we do have something called the dismount. Coming up next, and a couple things we need to get into. In fact, a player banned for a year for betting on NFL games. We explain next. Baylor basketball from the Big 12 tournament in Kansas City. The Big 12 conference champion Baylor Bears open play in the Big 12 tournament in Kansas City on Thursday against Oklahoma. 5.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 6 p.m. tip-off Thursday for the Bears in Kansas City. Baylor basketball from the Big 12 tournament in Kansas City. Here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. Have you ever been stranded on the side of the road? The next time it happens, call Big Boys Record Service to get you and your ride where you need to be. You can count on Big Boys Record Service to help you with roadside assistance, such as when your vehicle won't start, you need a tire change, you've locked yourself out of your vehicle, or when you're stuck in the mud. No job is too big or too small. They do it all. Family owned and operated since 1984. Big Boys Record Service. Call 254-662-3031. And remember, slow down or move over. Hey, this is Tom Barfield with ESPN Central Texas, and I just love the guys over at Rooftop Innovations. Is your roof ready for the winter storm? It will be if you call the highly trained and knowledgeable team of professionals at Rooftop Innovations. If you're unsure about your roof, call Rooftop Innovations today. 254-730-ROOF. That's 254-730-7663. Oh, get this. They have a satisfaction guarantee on all their roofs. Rooftop Innovations, where they put your roof above everything else. The voice of the Bears, John Morris. Weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Pro Star Rental is the number one choice for all of your equipment rental needs. No matter the project, they got you covered. Plus, their friendly local staff is always available to answer your questions. They have a large selection of quality equipment available to rent for any project, big or small. And they have eight locations across Texas to serve you, including locations in Waco and Belton. Visit online at ProStarRental.com for more info. Pro Star Rental. They make work easier. All right, wanted to tell you about a sneak preview land sale coming up on Saturday, March 19th and Sunday, March 20th. This is some unbelievable land in Comanche and Hamilton, okay? 20-plus mile hill country views is what we're talking about. 10 acres for $99,900, a new uh, square foot, uh, 1,200 square foot barn dominium shell, and 10 acres, only $159,900. All right, phone number is 877-333-9413. Now, again, the land sale is happening. This is a sneak preview land sale. March 19th. It's Saturday and Sunday, March 20th. All right, learn more at the website, TwistedCreekTX.com. All right, that's TwistedCreekTX.com. And remember, it's uh, 
all sorts of uh, great amenities, camping, fishing, horseback riding, hiking trails, and uh, water sports at nearby Proctor Lake, and then high-speed fiber optic internet. Love that. Love having that. Man, need to get that here at the house, in fact. All right, it is uh, it is uh, this big land sale. Remember, Twisted Creek Ranch. Stay close. The Dismount with Matt Mosley is coming up on ESPN Central Texas. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weitz with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Hurley Benefit Services. Green Bay Packers have made a huge long-term contract offer to Aaron Rodgers that would alter the quarterback market going forward. Dallas Mavericks host Portland tonight. Tip is at 7.30. Baylor Baseball took two or three games in the Striders Classic in Houston over the weekend. For the third consecutive year, Scott Drew was named Big 12 Coach of the Year. Big 12 tournament is set. Number three, Baylor is the two seed and will open with OU on Thursday in Kansas City. Number five, Baylor women are the one seed and will face the winner of Texas Tech and Oklahoma State. Those two play on Thursday. UMHB men's basketball are in the Sweet 16 in the NCAA Division III tournament and will face Case Western Reserve in Cleveland on Friday with a tip at 7. UMHB women are also in the Sweet 16. will match up with Transylvania on Friday in Lexington, Kentucky. Tip is at 5.30. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time now for the dismount on the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. It is uh, the dismount. It's our time where we have to say goodnight. And we did have some breaking NFL news earlier today. Calvin Ridley of the Atlanta Falcons. I don't exactly know what was going on this year. I don't think it was an injury. He was away from the team. It was, it was a non-football uh, injury slash illness was what was given. And he wasn't even with his team. But during a five-day stretch in November, he apparently decided to bet on some football games. And it appears that he did it, well, somehow kind of was able to do it online. Um, A group that the NFL had contracted with to sort of monitor things such as this discovered that Ridley had been out there trying to to play some uh, parlays. Now, if any, anybody that's in sports, and I'm sure there are some people out there like mostly I've never gambled. I've never given it. Great for you. You know, I've never, never smoked a cigarette. So I like making these. Uh, I like being able to say that. And I, I intend never to smoke a cigarette. I have bet on a football game. But you can't do that if you are. Uh, I mean, of course, you do it with your buddies. You can say, hey, let's put 20 bucks on this game. I mean, it's not. I mean. Pretty much all of us have done something like that. Or we're on the golf course. Hey, let's put the lunch on it. Let's put lunch on it. Let's put some iced tea on the at the end of the round. Well, here we go. Uh, a player away from his team bets on the NFL. They catch him, and now he's been banned for it indefinitely. He can he can apply for reinstatement at next February 2023. He's banned for the whole 2022 season. He has tweeted Calvin Ridley. It's a receiver, went to Alabama. Pretty good receiver for the Falcons, but he's been in trade talks because he's not even, uh, um, you know, he, he, I don't know what was going on. He, he wasn't even showing up to play for Atlanta last year. And he, he's tweeted that he only 
he only gambled $1,500, and as people have tweeted after that, Aaron, $1,500 is going to cost him. He's scheduled to make $11 million next season. He will not oh. get any of that. So by gambling 1500 bucks, and of course, listen, people say, oh my gosh, you know, he didn't even do that big of a thing. He bet on his own team, by the way, and apparently they can't find that any teammate knew that he had any inside knowledge. There have always been some good jokes because uh, they're saying it's hard to blame him because he was betting against Urban Meyer. <laughs> Apparently, one of those games was maybe Atlanta versus Jacksonville, and he was betting against Urban Meyer, so people are making a lot of jokes, including me. I think I had a joke about uh, about uh, basically it being an isolated event because no one else had, would bet on Atlanta or something along those lines. Aaron, I think you would like it if you see that on Twitter. Give it a retweet. Um, it's, uh, it, it's pretty wild this is happening now why would the nfl crack down so hard on this well because they they're worried about the integrity of the game and what the funny thing is though fan duel caesars the nfl is contracting with all these different gambling casinos all this kind of stuff but they're going to come down hard well they can't have their players betting on nfl games all right I think we can all understand why that is. All right, everybody, have a great evening. We'll come right back to you Tuesday, and then our show is off to Kansas City for the Big 12 Men's and Women's Basketball Tournaments. It's all coming up, and have a great night. We'll talk to you tomorrow at 4 o'clock. Listen at 7 a.m. for Tom Barfield and the gang. This is the Spectrum Big 12 Shootaround, a daily look inside Big 12 Conference Basketball. Now, here's the voice of the Bears. Everybody, it's time for a check of Big 12 basketball on today's Spectrum Big 12 shoot-around. Coming up, the regular season has come to a close. The honors were announced yesterday for the season from the Big 12 Conference office. We'll give you details straight ahead.